Okay. Okay, so uh, you ready for uh, episode three, What's Wrong with Baseball? Oh, yes, I am. Man, I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm also really enjoying these talks, aren't you, Mark? I am. Okay, well, uh, welcome. This is episode three yes. of the Baseball with Eli and Mark podcast, and this episode is entitled, What's Wrong with Baseball? How are you doing, Eli? Oh, I'm just fine, you know. I'm really missing baseball. Can't can't express my feelings so much. I'm so there's some a new rumor about the 2020 season. Have you have you been reading about what's going on? No, no, not the new rumor. Okay, well the new rumor is uh, similar to the last one. The they're oh. uh, they want to get started uh, playing yeah. like maybe June or July. But the new the new twist is that they want to play all the games in Arizona in the spring training facility. So basically yes. what they're talking about doing is sequestering all the players in uh, where they play all the spring training games so that all the parks will be close to one another and the players don't have to travel on planes. They can basically stay in their own area. Which, <laughs> which a new rumor I heard is that Two uh, owners did not want to play or did not want to have their full season at Arizona. I don't know if you heard that rumor. How do you feel about them uh, playing in Arizona and doing all the games uh, in a setting like that? Would be, well, one thing I look at it is you can hear the Astros banging on their trash can. At least, but you can, like, for the home, like, if, your team's in a rally in the ninth inning. Right. You don't hear that crowd cheering, trying to keep your team alive. You just don't hear that. Yeah, I mean well, that's going to be the same uh, as as any case. In any case, if they play in the regular stadiums, you, there's not going to yes. be any fans. But um, I guess it's not ideal because you know you want to see them play in the same parks because yeah. you can't compare statistics of home runs hit in huh. uh, Dodger Stadium yeah. and, and you know, where they play in uh, Camelback Ranch in, in Arizona. It's not quite the same. Well, but whatever gets us baseball, well, the sooner the better. Yes. Well, the thing I also see is we're going to have a lot of these guys that are veterans that probably don't hit as many home runs be in a home run derby. Well, that's, that's a great thing. I put that in quotations because if they do have a home run derby, a lot of these veterans that probably wouldn't be slugging these home runs out of the park, these parks are contracted, so it's way easier for a home run derby. That's a great segue into our next topic. What's wrong with baseball? The the biggest issue, I think, um, well, there's a lot of things wrong, but the, the biggest thing in the last few years has been very, very noticeable. And that is there are way too many home runs in the game. Have you noticed that in watching in the last few years? A few, yes. Like if you have a power hitter like Aaron Judge, who's with power, not with steroids, then yes. But with like steroids, then I say, yeah, we have way too many home runs. Something like seven or eight batters hit two or more home runs on opening day it was just the numbers really bear this out yes. the, the number of home runs dr- dramatically increased I think it was towards the last the latter half of the 2015 season but yes. it was really noticeable 
last year. If you remember opening day, uh, they set oh, a yeah. whole new record on, on home runs in one day. Pretty ridiculous. Uh, Do you but, like the, the game with more home runs? or would well, you What I have... like about it is that it gives what you can see in that is you look at the picture and see sure and no. Like, yes, your team gets the lead, but other times it's like, like you really yeah. don't care. Yeah, well, it's fun when you're hitting the home runs, but when your pitchers are giving up the home runs. Yes, um, <laughs> it's another it's... story. Exactly. So, all right. So what I've read is that it's really difficult to scientifically prove baseball, Major League Baseball has messed with the ball or changed the ball in some way. Um, However, they finally did come out and say that the manufacturing of the balls has changed and they're using uh, smaller laces. Okay, so the laces are just... 20% 20% smaller so it's very it's not very noticeable but by doing that the ball carries more there's less drag on the ball and they're they're traveling further that I see about smaller balls if it's not just one team and it's collectively a whole group of these then it's going to affect how the pitchers are throwing these uh different pitches like the sliders the curveballs i also look like how they had bigger balls but they used like spitballs back in the old days when the, before they retired them or scuffed balls yep. that's something i see mm-hmm. and it's like well yeah you could i could totally see you banning this the smaller laces. yeah yeah the smaller laces have, have definitely had an effect and i noticed or i i heard a rumor and i sort of noticed it that in the postseason of 2019, so this very last postseason playoffs and uh, World Series that we went through, they changed the ball back, and it and the 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 large number of homers was way down. Now it's a small sample size; it's hard to tell in just you know that many games. But it seemed like what people were doing it was where they they were looking at the stat cast numbers and they were looking at exit velocity and some other statistics and then saying that ball during the season normal season would have been a homer but today it was caught on the warning track so the ball is not traveling as as far now some people are saying it has to do with the colder weather in october you know the later in the season but um what i see in that is that the ball they're changing it so that certain teams make it but I looked like at the Dodgers and the Nationals. It kind of shocked me when the Nationals were just booing them. Like, not that it was a good or bad thing on the Dodgers or National side because I'm a Giants fan, as you know, Mark. But it was kind of shocking that the Dodgers were – they had the power, the skill, the money. They had everything, and though they lost – almost every game and that the nationals did not have as much money they did not have that much skill i guess you could say but they definitely were starting to boom at dodger stadium and at national park so and so is breaking records and these young guys are now setting the the records for the most homers by a rookie but it's not the same because you're Mm -hmm. using a different ball Yes, Uh, well, like, I look at Buster Posey, and a lot of his, I watched his 
Well, that that's the beauty of baseball is that, you know, uh, any team can win any game in almost any series. If you get hot, you get the momentum, things change. But uh, getting back to the Homer situation, one of the things that gets me is in the last, like during 2019, 2018, mm-hmm. 2019, you'll hear his life story in a way. But I looked when he got drafted and once he got to the MLB, he hit two base hits that scored runs and the ball you could tell it wanted to but he could and like doubles and stuff but he could not clear it and now these young stars like Pete Alonso and stuff are getting these teeny balls and booming them out like oh it was nothing but like the ball is smaller but it travels faster so yeah so it's it's really not the same now I understand what baseball was trying to do, this is my theory, they're trying to get more excitement into the game. And so they, they figure, you know, more home runs will be a more exciting game because yes. a home run is, is exciting. However, in my case, it, it's had the opposite effect because there's so many home runs. It used to be a big deal when a guy hit a home run. Yeah, like okay. Buster Posey yeah. in like 2014 or during World Series or playoffs, the teams clap right. But now it's like, oh, big deal. Your team yeah. hit a home run. And then you yeah. watch your team hit a grand slam and you're like, ha. Huh. Yeah, well, you see these games that have four or five or six home runs in them, and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, that's that's too many. Now, the, the, the other problem with that, and, and this is kind of to my next point, is that the game is not as exciting anymore because it seems like the game is nothing but strikeouts, walks, and home runs. Um, we call those those are those are true outcomes. Well, a, tr- a true outcome a true outcome is something that's defined basically by the pitcher and the batter, as if you could take everybody else on the field and they could go sit in the dugout. So your guy out in right field doesn't even need to take the field; he could sit on the bench the whole time because um, the guy's either going to walk, he's going to strike out, or the guy's going to hit a home run and clear the bases. And and that's that's not very exciting. What's exciting to me as a, as a fan is I want to see plays at home plate. I want to see a guy turn a double play or, you know, a, a close play at second or a guy throwing a runner out. That's what makes baseball, not watching a guy hit the ball over the fence and jog around the bases. What, what, do, you, what do you find exciting in a game? Well, what I find exciting is like when a guy's to first on his knees and gets the out. Those are the, and like when he hits a triple and slides into third, barely getting in there. Those are the games that motivate you, or like when your player hits the walk-off base hit. That's what I find exciting. But something I'd like to uh, add in to this fan part base of baseball. No fans doesn't make it any fun. Baseball's fans and its players and it's them together. It's like a family, and it is um, no fans. That's a big. That's a big part of. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Your shortstop makes a sliding play and throws it all the way. Hey, if if you like uh, shortstops going into the hole and, and making mm-hmm. a long throw from his knees, you should be a Cubs fan and come watch uh, Javi Baez yes. play. Or sometime. Brandon Crawford. Javi Baez is the most yeah. exciting player in baseball. The the swim slide that he pioneered, where he goes around second base and and uh, and avoids the tag, 
the way he can he can on the other side tag people out where where no other shortstop would be able to to tag the runner out. He's just so quick on the tag. He does things that I didn't even know were worth that was a thing. Well, I never yeah. never in my life. Oh. Okay, my whole life of growing up in baseball had I ever thought of that one guy can tag a guy out at second base better than another guy. It was just sort of like you make the tag or you don't. Javi Baez can do things that no one else on earth can do with a glove. It's just amazing to watch. I, I mean, that's exciting. I'm a Giants fan, so as you know, I'm an opponent of the Cubs, but I watched the but Cubs you gotta, a you gotta few admit, times, Javi's the man. and I have to admit, with the Cubs, Javi Baez and Chris Bryant, like, some of those guys are making plays that, like, huh? Like, nobody could do. Like Very cool. I, 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 I really enjoy plays at the yes. plate, though. There's nothing like a throw coming home and the guy's either going to touch home plate and score a run or he's going to make that third out and they're going to go out into the field. That That is really exciting baseball. Yes, and I have to admit, when you are on the team that – or the team you're rooting for is coming to the plate, two out, your guy launches a base hit, that guy from third – or from second makes it to third – and his coach, third base coach, is waving him home. The throw comes to the plate, and whatever happens there, that's my favorite part. That's what makes baseball. Now, getting back to mm-hmm. you know, the the true outcomes: all homers, walks, and strikeouts. It seems to me that the game has become um, Chris Bryant out in the hole and chucks it all the way to first. Those are the things I like to see, or even when Brandon Crawford gets all the way like halfway into the outfield and makes it to second to get the force out at second. Those are the things I like to see as, and, 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 and it's been a slow moving uh, change over the years, but it, when I was your age, there was no such thing as a closer. No. There were starting pitchers and there were relief, relief pitchers. Now you've got these specializers. You've got, uh, closers and you've got setup men you've got guys that come in uh, well up until this year uh, the loogie the, the left-handed one-out guy who comes, comes yeah. in and it and it's it, and basically it's all about pitching yeah um, well like the what we strikeouts it's just way too yeah. high well like what we talked about with that one man pitch out it's kind of sad because you see like we when we talked in episode one and two it's kind of sad to see these guys just get paid for basically pitching to one guy and then go right back to the bench. That's kind of sad to me. Though I also like yeah. managers to mix up their strategy, make them think hard, and make them decide, like, okay, so this is the next three order. Do I want to add in this lefty or do I want to bring in this righty? Yeah, and yeah, the, the idea of, you know, having – much more pitching centric. Yes. It's, it's much more about pitching. The, the pitching is so good <laughs> and, and the guys strike out too much. Yeah. Uh, what really struck me is, is one of my favorite players growing up. He was on the Cubs. He was on um, Boston, Billy Buckner. Oh. Now Billy Buckner died. He died uh, last year, the year before. And the statistic I heard about him was uh, never in his life. And he played for tw- like 20 years. Never in his life did he strike out four times in one game. Um, that happens. I think a lot of these strikeouts, not saying the veterans are, but 
these rookies are swinging so hard. Thousands of times a year now. Uh, every player goes through you know, bouts where they strike sometimes five strikeouts. I've seen six strikeouts in a game um, where he back then players were contact hitters, which means they put the ball into play. If he made an out, he, he hit the ball and he'd make it out. But now it's, it's all strikeouts. Now, is that because you think the pitching is way better than it used to be? Or is it because the guys are swinging for the fences because the game is all about, you know, hitting home runs and, and being, you know, the well, winner, that the, brings the, me the glory to something player. I kind of want to bring up is that the ball's just sailing over the fence or strike three, you're out. They're swinging yeah. for air sometimes. And what I look at is... Yeah, I mean, the pitching is better. Another thing is um, pitching is faster. There's yes. so many guys who can pitch 100 miles yes. an hour. Now, why is that? Is Do you think it is a, there's a factor there with the ball now that the ball has less drag on it that they're able to throw it harder? Or do you just think these well, guys are I think better? it's both sides I'd vote for because it make pitching better and make batting better. Both things come together and you get great plays at the plate or a sliding. Why do you think the players are so much better, like these pitchers? Is it, uh, you think they're using steroids or do you think they're just training better? Do you think they're better at like working out because they have better machines and tools and doctors? Now? Yeah, catch from his knees and making the play at first. I think both of those combined makes it good game. I feel like a few of these, not saying like Pete wants or Mets fans for you out there, but I don't want Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire to be in the baseball hall of fame. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a whole episode on that and uh, and what what should keep people out of the hall of fame. A few of those like 2004 home run derby champs, they were using steroids like Barry Bonds and that brings me to something I kind of want to uh, bring up. I don't think... Uh, I, I guess there's testing for steroids a lot more yes. now. You still see people every every year or two, somebody is a little bit different. Yeah, I'd definitely uh, say, like, i definitely agree. Yeah, um, and sometimes I question mm-hmm. some of these players, like, for exa- example, on the Dodgers, yes. Okay, so Muncy, if you look at Muncy's numbers, now obviously he's, he's a great player. He's, he's hitting a lot of home runs. But up until he started hitting them for the Dodgers, he spent about four or five years having never hit more than maybe five in a year. And then he comes up and he's hitting 30. He's hitting 35, whatever it is. Justin Verlander and like the guys who legitimately throw that 100 mile per hour. I went think they would be using steroids but i would see these younger miners not all miners mind you but just a few of these miners coming up they want to press that coach they want to get that pitching rotation i think that's kind of where it comes from suspended for that for half a season or whatever um so it probably is there but there's got to be something more to the fact that you know they've got so many young arms that throw the ball 100 miles an hour plus that used to be an unheard of thing um, I remember in my day there was one guy who could throw it 100 miles an hour his name was Joaquin Andujar uh, on the Astros 
Um, and that was the only time I ever heard of somebody hitting 100 miles an hour. Now, if you don't hit 100 miles an hour, you really can't make the team. How does something like that happen? Now, the Dodger fans are going to say, hey, the untapped potential, you know, he finally, they finally gave him a chance and he hit. I'm looking at it kind of thinking, is he on steroids? Yeah, no, I, would... I, I hope not. But what, how does a guy go from never hitting any homers to hitting 30 uh, on a major league team against, you know, big league pitching. I don't, I don't get it. How does that change happen overnight? I'm looking at his stats right now, and it says, like, a lot, these large numbers, and I'm like... It's like the most he had ever hit before that first big season was, like, five. And, And it wasn't, like, just one year. It was over the course of five or six years, you know, the number of homers he hit was very, very small. So one of two things is happening. Either he's he's tapped into the secret of baseball, which is launch angle. Okay. That's another thing. All these guys are are figuring out that if you hit line drives and you hit the ball up at the right angle, you can hit a home run. You can get it over the fence. That's like, uh, and, and some of the younger players are, are brought up to hit that way from the time they're in school. A KB is, is a big Mm -hmm. example of that Chris Bryant on the Cubs. He's all about launch angle. So I can see, you know, maybe he changes his approach and all of a sudden now he's hitting. But to me, it just seems fishy. It just seems like uh, there's something more at play here that, you know, that's causing this change. Do you ever get that feeling? Like, mm-hmm. this, that, like this guy, this guy's being juiced or he's, yeah, he's got so, some sort of steroid. Yeah, like um, Max Muncy, Alex Redugo, some of these Dodger guys. And then when are definitely, of course, it's easy to pick up pick on the Dodgers <laughs> because you know they beat the yeah. Cubs so well, many times. Well, like a and, lot of these your, home runs, I see but... blasting, and like Max Muncy hitting it out of or- Oracle Park last year. It was like Max Muncy. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That definitely demonstrates yeah. that something like out of the bag, Giants fan rarely see that and when he blasted that one not many opposing teams hit out of the ballpark Matt Bum had a few words for that was a big booming and home that run. kind of suggests to me that something's around there that hey, I, I have to give props to Mad Bum I've, I saw him back to back years pitch against the Cubs in San Francisco yes. um, beat them <laughs> both times I think it was like one to nothing and one to nothing um, we brought Kyle Hendricks, and he pitched yes. a great game, but Bumgarner was better. And Bumgarner knocked in the only run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit a double. He's a great one of the greatest hitting pitchers alive today. I hit, what, two home runs in one I game? I watched um, – Holy cow. Like, John Lester is a great another pitching example of a hitting pitcher, but we watched another game that isn't supposed to happen. The Cubs in San Francisco, we watched them where Giants hit uh, when Buster Posey knocked in the only the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. I remember it. Hi. Don't rub it in. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't it's, rub it in for that you. Was a but great, I, I, great walk-off, yes. great walk-off game, I have to admit. The Cubs just cannot win in no, San Francisco. No, I think a uh, okay, Dodgers, uh, la- last, Dodgers okay. Oh, yeah. They yeah. just don't do well on the West Coast. 6-5 over, like, 14 inning game. Yeah, too <laughs> bad. So, uh, last thing is, uh, that's wrong with baseball. And the thing that they're really trying to address uh, is the pace of play. 
the games are, I don't know what the current average is. It's probably over three uh, and a half hours now. Uh, many, many games go, go well over four hours. Why do you think the games are becoming so long? What do you think is causing that? Uh, with the homers and pitching, that would be a big part. People shutting down other teams and the other team shutting down the other team, that makes a great battle, but it for the fans, it work out. They're not total. Yeah, yeah these games, I don't, I don't, re- you know, one of the things um, they're trying to do with this new three batter minimum for relief pitchers is like we talked about in, a, in another episode is, is these late inning games, you'll see three, four, five pitchers in a single inning. So a, one, one of the innings, like the, the seventh, eighth, ninth inning can take a half an hour or longer for a single inning. Yeah. That's, that's average. just average. Uh, or, or is it three, th- three, just three yes. hours? And that, uh, that is just, well, you know, Anti, it's yeah. anticlimactic when they drag the game out. It's just. I just uh, did some research yeah. here on the average game. It's based on Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It's three hours and forty-two seconds. A hundred years. They were like an hour. Okay. Um, at best. So how do you, how do we solve it? How do we get the the game shorter? I think one of the things that uh, statistics are telling us uh, is that there's more. Uh, they were. It was yeah. like two hours, sometimes just under two hours. A hundred now, a hundred years ago, I remember thinking during the World Series they were saying a hundred years ago this this uh, World Series game was played in, in under two hours, and now you know the World Series especially oh, the playoffs and World Series man. go Ugh. you know you buy tickets man <laughs> I hope hours. you brought a full bed with you to the park because you can just be lame there watching this whole game like back and forth back and forth it's like battle royale it never finishes versus i see these go back a hundred years these these teams that it's like two hours max probably sounds about right for you know most of the games i watch they're well over three hours now if you go back more pitches per at bat and here's something to think about Um, not many people realize this but the parks have less foul territory in them by a long shot than they used to. The only park that has a lot of foul territory is, I think, uh, because there's, I'm not sure there's, they play on the football field. So, so the fact, so what's happened is they're, they're putting more seats into the, into the ballparks and they want the seats to be closer to the field. So they're closing up that foul territory. So fans can sit so much closer to the field. What that does is it creates a lot more fall, ball, fall balls. Well, not yeah. yeah, not just homers though. We're talking about yeah. if a guy will foul the ball off and foul it off again and foul it off again. Where in, in the olden days there were a lot more foul outs. Okay, so he'd hit it mm-hmm. on the right, you know, up the right field uh, side. The, the first baseman would go over, foul out, done. Now that's a foul ball. He gets more chances. He gets more chances to hit a home run. And, but the number of pitches is longer. Now, for every pitch, you've got the pitcher, you know, getting his sign. It takes a minute um, before you get screwing around on the, the mound. The, the, the pitchers take way too much time on the mound. I think that's probably the core of your pace of play. They really need maybe need to go to a pitch clock. What do you think about having a pitch clock like they've done in the minors sometimes? They get 20 seconds to, to deliver um, the pitch. That side of that is something I'd see good in that is that. You see more action. 
your pitcher or the pitcher could strike out this person too. So yes and no. Yeah, uh, one of the things I think that adds to it is the replay. Oh, these replay should be taken stink. three, four, five. And they send them all the way to New York. The yeah. guy reviews it. By the time he calls them back, it's five minutes, and the fans are now moving and. They're going to the concession stands. Yeah, just uh, speed, speeding up the game is yeah. really, I think, where they need Maybe to Maybe minimizing to innings, whatever um, it takes, just shorten the game, would you? That's something I'd also like to bring up. These concession stands are lost their whole MLB profit this year because no fans are showing up. They true. don't need to be there unless they serve the players, which I don't think that will happen. So. Yep. Yeah, it's just a plain old ballpark. Yeah, that's that's really good. With players, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna really that's gonna hurt. Speaking of ballparks, in an upcoming yeah. episode, we're gonna talk about our favorite ballparks and maybe do an, another episode, food. maybe on just yes. uh, food at the ballparks and uh, and what's cool about yeah. that. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we're looking forward to finding out when there's gonna be baseball. Um, how are you uh, uh, spending your time without watching baseball? What are you well, doing instead of watching baseball? I play baseball with my dad, play catch, and then I'm doing this and go for bike rides and stuff, but I just can't miss baseball, and it's, yeah. You too, right, Mark. Well, good, good talking to you, yep. Eli. Until next time, hopefully soon we're going to yes. play Rock ball. one, home run. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you too.